0: This is going to be fast as we get, get through these last slides. We haven't used the slides much. We don't need to use them that much. The slides are really for me. But, you know, just some of the things that I think are important, and a lot of this comes out of the book, uh, Tough Guys and Drama Queens. I already wrote that for our staff. Um, but it's really aimed a little bit at, uh, you know, truly with, uh, it's, it's aimed at, uh, at, at parents of, of Really, right before the preteen, or right in that transition, I think what happens is is that people forget that relating is more important than winning, and we use this idea that if I I've got to get my program across, that my program is more important than the relationship that I can form with my child, and and I would just challenge anybody on that if it that it's, it's I think we all have a plan and a purpose. Like that man that I mentioned. Did I mention him earlier that he said my number one goal was to make sure that my child has a heart for Christ? And I go, I think that is a goal, and that's wonderful, but I don't think it's the only goal. Because I want them to be able to interact. I want them to pick a a great mate. I want them to be alive. I want to give them help and direction and hope during a time that they need us the most. You know, the tendency is is that we we have a tendency to become judgmental in in defense of, of what we believe. Like, I, I don't believe in divorce. Do you? Do you believe divorce is a good thing? I mean, scripture says that God hates divorce. What? Do you know anybody that likes it? I mean, do you know anybody? Like, I don't really. Well, and my son, he, he liked it, and uh, he's glad that he. But I mean, he called me once and said, Hey, Dad, um, I just want you to know this is nine months after he married his college sweetheart that I've been having an affair with a girl out in California. And. Um, I'm divorcing Marissa. You're what? You're what? And, it, and I immediately went into program mode. And, this, and, and I ended up, and I talk about it in a couple of books, but I ended up telling him such, it was such good wisdom, like strong, like bull. You know, it was, well, son, let me tell you something. When you call her father, and explain to her how you're going to mess up her life, then why don't you call me? Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound great? My son lived in a... Does anybody here work for Radisson Hotels? (laughs) My son lived in a rat-infested Radisson Hotel because he got kicked out of his house, and even people I knew that took him in said, you got to get back with your wife, and, all the, and it was a mess. But at the time that my son needed me the most, the one who I said, he's the one who I've always said, there's nothing you can do to make me love you more. There's nothing you can do to make me love you less. till that day. And that's when I said, uh-uh. So we went six months without talking. At a time that, at truly a time, and then, and then a guy named Paul Overstreet. He's written songs for Randy Travis, and Paul Overstreet made a comment to me. He said, well, why... Why would you do something stupid like that? Because that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And I sat and thought about it. I go, well, it's true. If I tell a child that I can love you, whether you're doing well, I can love you, whether you're doing bad, I didn't show that. And so what I did was tell my son, I can only love you when you follow my plan for my life and your life. And my point of it is the relationship is key. It was awkward. It was different. I didn't know how to approach the thing. It was interesting to me now, two or three years later after that, that when my ex-daughter-in-law had twins and my son had his son, that when they posted them on Facebook, they were right underneath each other on my Facebook page that has a few thousand people on it. I go, what are the odds of that? And it's 'm like God was saying, hey, we're okay. Now, that doesn't mean by... Loving my new daughter-in-law and embracing their kids and, and loving on my son means that I have accepted divorce. Because I still hate divorce. I wouldn't wish a divorce on my worst enemy. It's horrible. It's a horrible existence. You know, and so there's a part of it that, that, that I go, but God's called me to love the unlovely. And that's what my son was at the time. He was unlovely. It's grace. It's grace. And whenever we put a program before grace, we miss out on the opportunity to engage in a deeper relationship because conflict is a precursor to change. And change, as God promises, will bring us to a good place. Because He promises to cause all things to work together for good. And we get this idea, well, no, I've got to be able to understand it. You know what? That's what Scripture says, don't lean on your own understanding." My job is to love people, so relating is key. The second thing is ask questions and it creates connections. That's important when we get up here to these stages that we're asking a lot of questions of our kids. I'll always tell people that, that you have to start trusting and stop controlling. But it's this, it's a child's, it's a child's role to get me to trust them. It's not my role to figure out how to trust them. Because when I try to do that, I'm taking responsibility away from them. It's their role. You need to convince me that I can trust you. That's your job. That's not my job. And I'll tell you when it happens. But it's all about them. It's helping them. I want you to convince me. If they're doing something sneaky or out of line or whatever, that's one thing. But there can be a consequence for things. But on the other hand, I, there's a part of it that I go, this is your responsibility to, to teach me how I can control you. Foster independence. When your child, you know, in dads, you'll have this with a 17 and 18-year-old son where they get up here to this age and it's going to be like this. That's really a good thing. Because when they say, well, I'm 17 and I can live on my own and do what I want. Anybody ever hear that? So what do we do? We come back and go, well, you thought about rent? Have you thought about what health insurance is going to be? Have you thought? We start sharing information. Here's a kid displaying that he wants to live on his own, which I think is wonderful, because nobody in this room wants to have a 25-year-old clown, you know, sitting on your couch playing video games, you know. Wait, Dad, I've got one more game. I've got another level. You're 48 years old, you moron. Get up. It's time to eat. But here you want him to be independent. You want him to be independent. And so it's gonna be like this a little bit. And that's a good sign. I could live on my own. I know, that's a good idea. Why don't we give it a shot? You know, and, you know, that kind of thing. So, so I mean, foster independence, foster independence. The other thing is add clear boundaries. Make sure that you're asking, and I tell parents to do this all the time. Ask what five things do you want from your kids? Five things, just five can't be, moms, it can't be 150. Dads, it's got to be more than one, okay? Most dads are, uh, don't get drunk, don't get pregnant. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's got to be more than one. And it may be, I want respect. I want you to do classes. I want you to not smoke pot or use alcohol. I want you to see a counselor. And I want to meet with you once a week, where we just sit down and talk. That's all. And you say, if you can do those five things, it'll change the world. And if you do that, I'm willing to give you these five things. So this is what I want from you, and this is what I'll do for you. I'll give up my deal about music. I'll give up stuff about, here's a phone. Whatever age it is, if you're struggling a little bit, but I'm manipulating. I'll pay you for weeks that you're not disrespectful to a sibling. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. But it means, and there's a book that I wrote, it's called Developing Rules and Consequences. It does a far better job of answering that question that's over there than than I could ever do, where it goes through and really walks people through, this is how you develop rules and get them lined out. Then you have those meetings, because if you pursue them, if you pursue these rules in this circle here, with this relational model here, and you're dealing with the issues that we talked about over here, then your relationship's going to be good and they're going to embrace those rules. Every kid at Heartlight, we line these things out with them. Line it out. Let's figure out what they're going to do. And kids want rules and structure. They just don't want to be overloaded with them all the time. Okay? The other thing is, see conflict as a precursor to change. And I mentioned that earlier. Don't run from conflict. It's a good thing. It's when two values. It's your opportunity. It's your... It's your chance to to engage in a way. And you don't have to raise your voice when you're in disagreement. Whenever I'm in disagreement with kids, I lower my voice. I wouldn't stand on a stage. I'd get down on the floor. I would sit down. I'd sit lower than them. I just, and a gentle answer turns away wrath. I mean, so just speak softer. When you're yelling, it means that you're frustrated. Anger is an emotional response to not getting what you want. And when you start to yell, it means you're not getting what you want. They're not getting what you want And now it's gone. You may want to go, let's take a break here for a minute. But conflict is a good thing. The times that you grow the most is when you go through conflict. "Lord, make me like you. Are you sure you want to pray that prayer? Is that? That's a tough one. "Lord, may you increase and I decrease." Uh, now wait a minute. That's hard. That's hard. Pick your battles wisely. You're not gonna be able to solve everything all the time. Pick your battles wisely. I gave up the music battle. I believe that music is an expression and not an influence. And I know there's so much trash out there, it's unbelievable. But I let kids listen to music while they're working out. So I get them to work out they lose weight, they sleep better, fights depression, fights anxiety. It's a good healthy self-image. It's a new coping mechanism. I mean, and it, it, so I go, look, I'll do this. If you work out, and that's the, the battle that we fight in all these kids, then I'll give up, If I'll win the war, but I'm willing to give up this battle. So you can listen to whatever music you want to. Just stick it in your ears, I don't want to hear it. You following me? So I'm giving up something that I believe in to get something else that's more. Pick your battles wisely. You can't correct everything. If I corrected every kid on our property, I would never have an opportunity for a relationship. And kids don't change because of correction. They change because of what? Relationship. And that becomes key. Give your teens your time. Set up one time a week and tell your child. however, Hey, I'll pay for a cell phone. Uh, as long as you and I get together once a week and sit and go get ice cream or go get coffee or just sit down and talk oh, well why are we going to do that I don't know how are we going to do it beats me you know and you just go I mean leave it open but if you want to do it I'll pay for your phone but if not you've got to give me your phone well that's manipulation oh I know I know it is <laughs> well you're, you're teaching me to lie I know I know I know Why don't you come play the game, just fake it to make it, and I'll do the same, and uh, I'll act like I like you, and and we can just have a good time. (laughs) But you get the time together, and over a period of time, within a few months, I guarantee your child will come to you with questions that, hey, Dad, can I ask you a question? Hey, Mom, Mom, can I ask you a question? Did you and Dad, how did you know that Dad was the right one? How did you know that Mom was the right one? Did you ever get faced with? You ever been treated? Can I tell you something about Grandpa? It's important to set the time up for that to happen. Give your teens your time. Love when you don't feel like it. It's called grace. Offer freedom to make mistakes. Um, That's huge. You know, it's when my wife my wife did like five thousand dollars damage to that car that day. She's already totaled another one. And I go, well, what happened? And she doesn't know. And, uh, okay. And, uh, but she did, for, you know, what she didn't need was for me to tell her what the deductible is and how much it's going to cost and everything else. She needed to be held because she felt stupid. And, and, and grace is moving toward her because I had every right to let her have it. Grace is moving toward her and doing what God would do, the way he parents me. I'm going to do the same to those around me. The other is, you know, forgive when it's hard. Forgiveness is giving up hope that you'll ever have a better past. It's giving up hope that you'll ever have a better past. I've been angry at my dad for years and years and years, and a short story is that that, um, I I had a dream that I died and went to heaven, and uh, when I got to heaven, this was when I was 58 years old. When I get to heaven, I walk through the pearly gates as I have seen them in pictures, and God was standing there, looked like that typical picture of Jesus, but the problem was my dad was right next to him. So as I entered into his presence, I was cussing at God, going, why in the, is this here? Because I've just been angry at him. He's, you know, he, I, he even now, we just put him in a home, um, and it's, and he can't hear, but you know, it doesn't matter, because he's never listened to anybody anyway, and, you know, he's just weird. It's just, it's just, he's, he's just unsocial, he's... Doesn't care. Everything I do is a rotten idea and a stupid idea. You should have stayed in law school. You should have been swimming. You should have been this. You should have been you know all this stuff. He taught me to swim. Um, He'd take me out in in a pond and he and he threw me in the water. The hard part was getting out of that plastic bag. And uh, and but you know but but we made it. Um, But I was just real angry at him and and. uh, And God looked at me in the dream, and he said, Mark, I want to tell you something. I've been using this man in your life to create the person that I want to see in you for the last 58 years. And I woke up, and I was no longer angry at my dad. He still, doesn't listen to anybody, still the same old, same old, but he's not controlling me anymore. Forgiveness is giving up hope that you'll ever have a better past and it becomes key. Forgive when it's hard. The other is take a regular break. i like, only correct your kids on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> Just stop. You don't have to correct everything. You don't have to tell them everything that's wrong. Just pick your... Don't tell them that they're only... Are you going to have lousy Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays? But take a break. I'll tell you that kids are more lost than they are rebellious, and I don't have to tell you what what Christ did for us when he came after the lost. You know, it's like when they become that penny that gets lost or that sheep that wanders off and has gone astray. You know, and the tendency is, I I, I think we get, we kind of forget about, um, we become judgmental when we forget that we too were once lost. Remember that song? I once was And so the same way, and if you forget that, then you become very judgmental about what your kids are doing. Kids are more lost, and it just changes the way that you engage with them. You know, and I would tell you this, that I I would encourage you to provide a place of respite from the intensity of the culture, a place where they know that they are loved regardless of the choices they make. That I, I think that relationship does win in the long run. And what you're trying to convey to them, you are a piece of the puzzle that can convey something to them. And it may, but, but they're, golly, they're, it's like a jigsaw puzzle that you have your place to, to help with that puzzle and, and so does a number of other things in life. And so you just do your part. But part of that has got to be create the environment where you can love them and really love them well. Okay, so do this. It's been fun going through this. And, and get this book. Um, like I'll tell you, get any book. And if, as I said, if you can't afford it, then, then we'll give them to you. Um, like us on Facebook. And, I, and I, it's not that we're, we care about how many people are really liking us, but, but there's a ton of information and resources. No, there's a ton of wisdom and resources um, on that page that we are always sharing with people. Our, our deal is how do we give more and more away. And so that's one place that you can get it. Another is that, I mean, you can listen, that's Portland. Uh, You can listen to us on the radio and you can listen to our podcast. Those are easy to find as well. Uh, Be sure to get this book uh, because a new one is coming out and uh, coming out soon. You can get this course to take and uh, you'll love it as well. I'm hurrying to get to one place here. The app that we have can provide you resources to every article and radio program we have, and they're all categorized as to what type of program it is. And any questions that you ask me, we take that and put it in the pot to say, let's figure out what the uh, idea for the next programs are. So we answer your questions through the radio programs. We're just not coming up with anything that we think. But you can get it on the app. And just go to get Parenting Today's Teens, and you can download and listen to everything at your leisure. Quite honestly, I think, I think it's almost. Does anybody here work for a radio station that carries our stuff? I think it's better than radio, because you can listen to it anytime you want, and you don't get stuck at a particular time. That doesn't mean it's not a, ba- but I mean just take advantage of it. And the other thing I would tell you is this: We just had one of these this weekend. Is that before you would ever consider sending your child to Heartlight? Because it's an expensive deal, it's 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 a lot of money. We, I'm, in the hotel I'm staying in, is like, what 150, 160 bucks a night, and we're like 200 bucks a day. Well, multiply that out over a year, and you'll come up with the number. It is far better to come to a family in crisis conference. We hold these things seven times a year. You could come, and we spend two or three days together, uh, going through stuff. We, more intensely, I guess, in a way, and helping you come up with a plan to how to move toward your out-of-control child. Don't send them to Heartlight until you come to this thing, okay? Uh, my, my intent is to make sure that people understand that I'm not trying to sell Heartlight or books or anything to anybody. I'm trying to give you resources. You guys have been absolutely wonderful, and it has been a joy to spend the day and to spend this morning with you. I know that I've got to leave pretty I've got to get out of here by 6.15, but this has been wonderful. Somebody want to come up and close this out? Thank you
1: so much. Uh, this has been one of our best ever uh, Sunday afternoon seminars, workshops, whatever you want to call it. It's been very practical, very well attended. I appreciate the marriage ministry and Bill Avi and all the people that volunteered today for putting it together and making it happen and bringing Mark to Highlands. It's been a great day for Highland. I mean, it's just been fantastic. And so I want to thank Mark for coming. So, Mark, thank you for taking the time to be with us. And God bless your ministry with Heartlight and the radio and all the wisdom you're sharing uh, for those of you that are here, just two things. One, um, don't forget to get book stuff back there. The second thing is uh, Donnie and Hannah and I, we have three full-time ministers, youth ministers here at Highland, and we have an open-door policy, and we would love to talk to you about your teenager. We, have, we can offer you resources. We might not have all the answers, but we can point you to some people that do. And uh, we've been through some stuff and seen some stuff, and we'd love to partner with you just to help you with your parenting. And uh, if we can do that, if we can help you in any way, contact the church. And then the second thing or last thing is uh, if you need professional counseling for yourself or you think your, your child might and you all want to do it together, well, we do have resources for that. We'd love to make that available to you as well. So feel free to call the church, and uh, we will put you in contact with the right people. And don't let money be an object thinking you can't afford it because we will help you, and we will make it affordable so that you can get the help you need to parent and raise your children, okay? So we love you guys. We're thankful that you spent the afternoon with us. Hope you have a great night. Thanks for being here. Have a good day. See ya.